going, everybody, and welcome to Just the Buddies Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan. And I'm your host, Daniel. And today we're doing a podcast. Woo! If you're new to the channel, please hit the subscribe button and also hit the like button. It's the one with the thumbs up going up. Okay? The one with the, you know, going pointing to the sky. Click it, get some fireworks. A lot of people usually understand that. Yeah. I just want to re, like, reassure people if they didn't. For the ones who don't. Yeah. Because yeah. when you click it, there's fireworks. Right. And when there's fireworks, you have happiness and joy. Yeah. Why do you think Disneyland does fireworks? Yeah, I mean. Happiest place on earth. Well, yeah. Especially if you want to be a positive person. <laughs> like, you want to be a positive person, start sh- putting out positivity. Yeah. And that's one way to do it. <laughs> so also, comment what you guys want us to talk about next week. As you guys are going to see throughout this video, we took your guys' suggestions from last week, and we're talking about it this week. So let's get into the podcast. All right, we are jumping straight into verses. Okay? Verses. We're keeping the same rules. Everybody can use their powers. And for those who don't know, verses is where we take two characters or two groups of people. That or we, food. Or food. Or food. And we pin them against each other and see who would win in a fight. So the first one. We're going with Thor versus Moon Knight. Thor versus Moon Knight? Yeah. And he has Molnir? Yeah. Well, he has all his powers. Right. Am I missing something? I feel like Thor would win. By like, is that like even like a debate? I mean, I thought so. Okay. So let's think about this. Thor. Yeah. Lightning strike. Boom. Dead. Really? Would he though? I, we, I mean, we saw Moon Knight get like speared like seven times. Oh, you're right. I forgot about and that. And he lived. Didn't even phase him. Huh. We also haven't seen, I feel like, Moon Knight's full potential yet. You're right. Gosh, that is tough. That is a real tough one. But from just what we've seen, I guess we would go Thor. Yeah, but you know, Moon Knight is a tough fight. Yeah. I I feel like, yeah, I forgot about the whole, like, stabbing and shooting and nothing happening. Okay, just, yeah, just from what we've seen, we'll go Thor. But you guys need to comment. Yeah, comment if you guys think that Moon Knight would win. I... I don't know. I yeah. think Thor would win based on what we've seen. Right. We're just we're not we never talk we're not talking about the comics. We're talking about the MCU version. Yeah. So Okay, Captain Marvel versus Shazam. Shazam. Yeah. That one was kinda easy. Well, I don't know. I feel like Captain Marvel's also really powerful though too. Well in the MCU, Captain Marvel's like one of the strongest. Yeah. But Shazam is also, also one of the strongest. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah. Similar. Very similar. In a way. Captain Marvel is bulletproof, but not bulletproof. You know what I'm saying? Have I feel we like, seen her get shot? I feel like we have. Haven't we? Well, no. I, I don't. Oh, not, yeah. Don't we haven't really get, seen her get shot by a gun. Yeah, I don't know. That looks But she one. could, like, Thanos try to headbutt her, and she didn't even phase her. That is true. But would a Thanos headbutt affect Shazam? Probably not. Yeah. Technically. He's like Superman, basically. Yeah. Who are we going with on that one? Uh, Shazam. Yeah, Shazam. Okay. Venom versus Hulk. Oh, gosh. That's kind of a hard one. Because technically, how would Hulk kill Venom? How would Hulk kill Venom? Yeah. I don't know. Or how would Venom Venom kill Hulk, though? Well, Hulk could die. Right. Hulk could get stabbed, I'm pretty sure. Yeah? I think Venom could rip him up. That is true. Hulk obviously could punch Venom, but if he's... I don't know. I just feel like you could punch right through Venom, though. He could just, like, kind of stretch out. Yeah. Just depends if Eddie Brock's inside. Isn't Venom more powerful when they don't have, when they have someone with them? You're right. I just thought, like, if he gets beat up, does Venom keep Eddie Brock alive when he's in there? Yeah, doesn't he? Okay, I don't want to, I don't want to say something if that's not right, but. Well, in Venom 1, isn't, like, Eddie Brock, like, 
pretty much like dead. Oh and yeah, Venom brings him back. You're right. Okay, so I I just feel like it's it's a toss up because obviously you think that Hulk would win. Yeah, because that's like a fight we might never see. We see in the comics. Yeah, but, but in the, the MCU, yeah, right? Probably not. But we do see like the toys, right? The Venomized Hulk. Yeah. So so technically, Venom would could overtake Hulk. That is true. I think. Yeah. I don't know. Based on the... Based Comment on the what you guys think. That one's kind of a hard one. Yeah. Okay. Wolverine versus Carnage. Wolverine versus Carnage. Uh, we also... Okay, we, uh, this is what, uh, how I'm going to break this down. Yeah. We know that Hulk fights Wolverine, but that's comic versions. But yeah. let's just say that happens in, real, in the MCU okay. movies. Hulk, Hugh Jackman versus Hulk. Now, Hugh Jackman can't die, really. No. Logan can't. Hulk, we also haven't seen Hulk die. We've seen Hulk get beat up really bad by Thanos. We've seen him die in Age of Ultron, Vision, right, where he's dead. Oh, yeah. And I'm assuming that that's from, well, Thanos in Avengers Age of Ultron. Mm. Right, because that's what happens. Tony's seeing the future. Yeah. And that's Thanos coming and destroying the Avengers. Right. Hulk, at a certain point, can be defeated. Defeated. Wolverine could be defeated. You're right. You rip off his head. You're right. And Carnage is pretty powerful, right? It is a tough one. I don't know why I'm having such a hard time today with this. I think that Wolverine, what is he going to do? Yeah, what can he do? Slice him and then he's just going to absorb it? He's just going to keep being fine. It's hard because we know how powerful Wolverine is and Hulk is, but when you put him up against like Venom... It's kind of difficult because Venom almost seems, like, indestructible in a way. Yeah. I think we have to give it to Carnage. Yeah. That's a hard one. I mean, what do you guys think? Think about this, okay? When Wolverine stabs Carnage, he's really just stabbing nothing. Because yeah. it's just going to... The blade's going to go through, right? And then it's just going to... Like... <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. Unless I'm not understanding that right. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. That's a hard one. Okay. Black Widow versus Mystique. Black Widow versus Mystique. Well, that's, that's kind of a hard one, right? Fighting ability, I think they're both the same. Really? Well, Mystique maybe has a little bit of an edge. I would think Black Widow would kind of have an edge, no? For fighting? fighting? Have you seen Mystique fight? She yeah. She like, could like, wrap herself around people. I know. So okay. can Black you're Widow. Right. You're right, you're right. But the one thing that I think the way Mystique would win would be if she was able to take form or disguise herself as someone... That's close to Black Widow. Right. And Black Widow's like, what? And then she stabs her or something. But would Black Widow be smart enough to figure it out if she's being an imposter? You know what I mean? I think it all depends. Yeah. I think it's like this. Like in every superhero movie, right? The yeah. first encounter with the villain, the villain kind of wins. And it kind of throws off the superhero like, whoa. Right. There's a threat. Yeah. So it just depends. If it's the first encounter, I think Mystique <laughs> has the upper, upper hand. Yeah, because yeah. she could take form of someone else. Right. And Black Widow wouldn't be aware. Right. I see. Okay. Because it's not like she wears like contact lenses that identifies who's a mutant. Right. That's true. Okay, I guess we would go with Mystique then. I think Mystique on first encounter in a public place. But if they... Okay, this is another thing we have to factor in. If Black Widow and Mystique are in a ring, like a fighting ring, uh-huh. and they know they're fighting each other, yeah, I think Black Widow wins. But if we're just talking like, oh, okay, that's a good... I shouldn't have even said what I said because 
that's if Mystique has the upper hand where she only knows that she wants to fight Black Widow. But mm-hmm. if both of them are aware of their existence, I think you got to give it to Black Widow. Ah, see, that's kind of a hard one, right? No, yeah, no, it's Black Widow. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't think there's anything. Or... It is Black Widow. Yeah. And thank you for watching Versus. But now we're getting into two-sentence horror stories. Two-sentence stories. And for people who don't know, these are stories that are literally written in two sentences. And you kind of have to think about it. They have like a hidden meaning or hidden story within them. You have to use your imagination. So, the first one. My family can remember their past lives. So one day, I told my son I was a girl who was murdered. He grinned and said, what are the odds we would meet again? Oh my gosh, so the son's killer. Yeah. Isn't that creepy? The, oh, your sweet. son was the one that killed you. Dark. Okay, Horrible. The, the next one. Well, the test came back, and the growth in your chest isn't cancer. We don't know what it is, actually. And cancer generally doesn't try to hide from the scan. It's a pine tree. <laughs> Remember, <laughs> the, Remember the pine tree? Yeah. The guy that had is the, it his lung? Dude, that was crazy. Yeah. I wonder how that guy's doing. Driving. Okay, gardening was the last thing I thought my wife would take up after our daughter went missing. But when our dog went digging in the flower bed and found a bone, I realized why. Oh my gosh, the mom. The mom. The mom is the reason the daughter went missing. And the dog found a bone buried in the backyard. Could you imagine, like, being married to someone and then, like, they take up gardening all of a sudden? Yeah, it is. It's like. And your daughter just went missing? Well, then you would think it's like a coping thing. Oh, like they're trying to help themselves get over their daughter by making a new hobby. Right. What would you do? <laughs> what would I do? What would you do? If like my significant other. Yes. If I figured that. If, they, if you. Okay. No, 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 no. This is a good question. Yeah. Okay. What would you do if you have suspicion of your, your wife? Like might have killed your daughter. But you don't know. So, do you confront her? Do you go straight to the police? What is your first... Did my dog find a bone in the backyard? Um, sure. I'm digging up where that bone was found. Okay, you're going to dig it up first? You're not going to call the police? No. Because then you look like an accomplice. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. So, do you just go straight to it and call... You don't even confront your wife? You just go straight to the police and then they question her? I'm probably going to the police. Okay. Okay, that's reassuring. Let it, letting them figure, like, question her. But I'm going to act like it was the neighbors. Okay, I'm going to act like, what are you guys doing here? What? what? You're going to act like you don't know why the police is there after you call them? Yeah. I would, I would do this. You're going to... Okay, okay, say, say you call them, okay? Yeah. And then your wife figures out you called them. Okay. And then they leave, okay? What if, they, what if your wife was able to talk them out of it? They leave, and then now you have to sleep that night with your wife in the house. Okay, this is she's what... gonna kill you now. No, 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 no. Listen to what I'm, I gotta say. Okay? okay, so this is how it goes down for me. My wife starts taking up gardening, right? Yeah. I think, oh, that's maybe it's a coping mechanism, right? Yeah. The dog brings me the bone, right? Right. So I gotta think this out. I I don't want to accuse my wife, right? Yeah. Because if I accuse her and she's like, that's not true. She just lost her daughter, and now I'm being like a jerk and accusing her. Right. But this is how I would word it. I would call the police and be like, look, I don't know what happened, right? My dog just brought me a bone. (laughs) And tell my wife, like, look, I don't know what's going on, but our dog just brought me a bone. 
Yeah. So I'm going to call the police. Okay. And if she lets me. Uh-huh. Right? Okay. But if she doesn't, I'll be like, why aren't you letting me? What's the big deal? I don't know about that plan. I would. Okay. First of all, if my dog brought me a bone. Yeah. I ain't staying in that house that night. I'm calling the police. Where are you going to go? Motel 6 or something. <laughs> you know what I mean? I ain't going. I'm not staying there. I guess. Because, yeah, the wife probably was the killer. Okay, say, say you, you say that. You do your plan, okay? Yeah. The, you, the, you tell your wife, I'm going to call the police. Whoop pack Right on the head. Baseball bat. Well, she figured it out. Well, the trick is, I would already call the police. So then what? My husband fell on the ground and passed out. No, I think they would do some investigating. Because <laughs> they're going to know that on the phone call that they're coming because they found a bone in the backyard. They so just you, found a bone. Who just finds a human bone? <laughs> no, but what? Right? Don't you think? I don't know. I thought my plan was pretty good. What was your plan again? I don't even remember. <laughs> okay. I told my boyfriend to bend over the swimming pool to get a better view of my pet. It's easier to get new boyfriends than to buy food for a 10-foot crocodile. Oh, my gosh. So all she does is get boyfriends to feed to the crocodile. Nice. Instead of just buying food. Resourceful. Resourceful. I missed the days when I would fall asleep on the couch and my parents would carry me up to my bedroom. But after they informed me that they thought I had just gotten up and gone to bed on my own, I have different feelings about it now. Who's in the house? Who was carrying you up the stairs? What? What? I thought they were insinuating that someone already, like, went upstairs. No. Oh, the kid's wondering how he got upstairs. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> my bad. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the last one. After years of being taken care of at home, I finally regained my sight. But now I have to pretend to be still blind while I try to find out who these people are and what have they done to my real family. Now, just oh think gosh. about that. Think about that, okay? If you were blind, okay? You had your vision, but then you went blind. Okay. And now you're, you, you wake up and you have your vision again and you're just in a bed. But all the people helping you and surrounding you are not me mom and dad that'd be so freaky yeah it's like that whole idea of like living in a simulation like you know when you wake up you're like whoa right it was all like a lie you oh my gosh that would freak me out that would freak me out what would be your initial go-to after you wake up say you woke up and you're surrounded by a bunch of people that you don't know but they're yeah. like all like treating you as if like they're family to you right What's your first go-to? I think I'm going to fake being blind still and try to observe what they're doing. Oh, interesting. Because I wouldn't, right? You don't want to be like, oh, I'm better. Because then you don't know what they what do. What happens if they go back into your eye and mess it up some more? Dude, I ain't sleeping. I am not sleeping. And if I see something get close to my eye, I'm... Why don't you just get out of the bed and just run? What if you can't? I never said you couldn't. You're on a I bed. Not but, well, you don't know what else is like around there. You don't know your environment. I'm assuming he's in a hospital. Or is he in like a house? Uh, he just, no, taking care of at home. Oh, hmm. What do you do though? Do you like go outside? I, no, I, yeah, I would fake being blind for a little bit. Yeah. See what they're doing. And if I, if I start to get a little more freaked out, I'm running. But who knows if I get up and run and the door is like locked. True. There's always that chance. Yeah. And then you're stuck. Then you're in Coraline's home. Yeah, then that, you're in the upside down, and you're, you're dead. Yeah, you're, you're screwed. What are you going to do? You're just stuck. Yeah, I don't, think, I, I don't think the plan is to run. Well, the plan 
sure ain't sitting there, though. You might have to play dumb for a little bit. I guess so. You just kind of adapt. Yeah. Go with the motions. See how this is. It would be like a total like prison break story. This would make a good movie. Okay? It would make a good movie. If you wake up in a house okay. and people are taking care of you, right? But you don't know who the people are and you have to fake being like you're still unwell and you have to try to figure out everybody's schedule and how you could get out of there. That is interesting. Right? <clears throat> that would be a... a a very like psycho thriller. Yeah. It's almost like a real life like granny movie. Yeah, it also reminds me of Hello Neighbor. Oh, yeah, Remember Hello Neighbor. The yeah, game? the game. Yeah, that's you trying to go into his house. Right. That was a hard game. I know. I always, it would always frustrate me. I see people like speed run that game. I'm like, how do you do that? Yeah, I don't. I don't know how you speed run it because there's so many. Like, he's so fast, there's, like, it's, like, a really large puzzle. Yeah. I just remember, like, you hear the dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun when oh, he's, yeah, like, coming after that. you. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and thank you for watching Two Sentence Horror Stories. You know what I, you, the one thing I really, the one thing I really question about these two sentence, like, stories is who's writing them and are they okay? Yeah, I know. Because some of them are, like, whoa. Are you going through something? Yeah, because who thinks of that? I mean, even the greatest writers in the world. You have to have like a probably some kind of, I mean, I don't want to say like psychotic or something like that, but it's, you know, it really is uh, not the most common. Everybody thinks a certain way. I don't right. think people think that way. But you got to think some people just love horror. Yeah, I agree. I, I feel like there are people out there that sit on the, uh, at their desk and they're just like, what's the most psychotic thing I could write in two sentences? <laughs> I mean, there is some pretty crazy people out there. It's unfortunate, but I mean. Okay, I'm all for crazy. Like, it's all good. We all got some crazy in us. But there's a fine line between, like, <laughs> like a crazy person that does a lot of negative, harmful things to people. Yeah. And crazy, like, I want to go have some fun. I want to go <laughs> jump in the pool, you know? Today, okay, we're going to find out if you're crazy. Nice. So if you could solve the answer to this riddle, you're considered a psychopath. Well, I guess let's hope that I can't solve it. <laughs> Right? Yeah, but for anyone watching, do not go to the comments to cheat, okay? So it starts off with a girl going to her mother's funeral. And at this funeral, she meets this guy. And she thinks this guy is the guy of her dreams. Like, he's amazing, he's charming. But the funeral ends, and she doesn't get his name or his phone number. And she asks around the funeral, does anybody know who this guy was? I need to reconnect with him. And literally nobody knows at the funeral. So then a few days go by, and it comes to find out that the girl ends up killing her sister. Now, why did she kill her sister? And if you answer this right, you're a psychopath. I don't, I don't get it. Okay, Honestly, just, I, I don't get it. Okay, just think about it. Think about it, okay? This girl is going to her mother's funeral. She meets this guy that she really wants to find out who he is. The okay. next few days, she ends up killing her sister. Was the sister, is like the sister's husband and she's like, likes him and wants to get rid of the competition? No. Okay, oh, okay, okay, okay. I, I honestly want to emphasize what you said, okay? Yeah. I don't know the answer, but everyone, do not look at the comments. Let's see really the, the psychos out there, if they can really figure it out. Yeah. I don't know. You want me to tell you? Yeah. So, the girl is at her mom's funeral. Got right? that part. She yes. meets this amazing guy, never gets his information. What's the one way to see that guy again, then? To kill another family member and oh have another God. funeral God. for a family member, and he will show up again. I really am curious now. <laughs> I'm going to send this to everyone. Be like, hey, if, if, you're, if you figure this out, you're crazy. That's dark, though, right? No, it's dark. 
it's it's crazy. Yeah. It's like psycho. <laughs> okay, disclaimer, I did not get it the first time either. Okay? Oh, yeah. Just got to make that clear. Just got to make that clear. Yeah. I did not get it. The one riddle no one wants to solve. Yeah, like some people say that the FBI stated that if you can solve that, you're like actually a psychopath. The FBI says that. That is, okay, well, if the FBI is saying that, yeah. it's done deal. Because <laughs> when, you, okay, you got to think about it, right? That's, that's a really, su- if you can get that answer, if you could really get that answer, that's really psycho. That's the first thing you go to. Okay, you killed another's family member to see the guy again. Right. Why don't you go, like, you know, ask around. <laughs> drive, you know, drive around the town. Yeah. Go to put signs up around the town for all I know, you know? Why? Who jumps to that? But I saw this other thing. So, like, speaking of, like, FBI, CIA type of stuff, have you ever heard of Operation Acoustic Kitty? What the heck is Acoustic Kitty? So, in the 60s, the CIA wanted to find the best way to spy on people and listen to conversations that they weren't a part of. And they thought that since cats were really, like, quiet and stealthy, they thought that cats would be the best spies. Like, pet cats. Yeah, so what they did was they took household cats, like, literally just regular household cats, and they surgically implemented microphones, antennas, and like batteries into them. And they trained them to go up to people and like listen to their conversations to record it. And they literally spent $20 million on this project. $20 million on a cat? Yeah, so the first cat they had for this project, they had everything equipped to it. So they had the microphones, the antennas, the batteries, everything was on this cat. And they sent it out on its first mission. And almost immediately, the cat gets hit by a taxi and dies. And they literally never tried the operation ever again. So the cat, they paid the $20 million cat walks out on its first mission gets hit by taxi dies yes all that equipment all the surgeries they put the cat through wasted wow what a poor life for the cat that's what i'm saying right where's Peta at where you at think about that though they thought that surgically implementing microphones into cats was going to be the way to spy i mean okay this is the one thing i will try to justify it just to play the other side for you to have an argument the when you look at cats right cats Mm are one animal that's very acceptable amongst the public to let them roam around outside. That is true. That's not just in your backyard, right? right. Cats are like, they get out, they walk a couple blocks away, yeah. they come back, get some food, they do, they keep wandering around. So it's, it, would it be out of the question to be in an alleyway where you're like doing some illegal business and all of a sudden a cat walks by? Are you going to think about it? You're just going to be like, oh, that's just some random cat. Right, but see, what I don't understand is why do you spend $20 million to surgically implement these microphones in the cats when you could simply put a collar on it and put a little mic in the collar. You have a good point. But, like, ma- I mean, I think what they're going for, yeah. th- this is to play the other side. They want to show, like, a stray cat. Right. right? A yeah. stray cat's not going to have a collar. True. Because maybe the bad guys will be like, there's a collar on that cat. Let's try to help it. And this was during the 60s, so maybe they just didn't have the technology or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like where they went wrong, though... Obviously, it's not cool to experiment on cats, but to spend $20 million on a cat and to, you know, send it on its first mission without, like, training it. Like, bro, maybe look both ways before you get outside, you know? Yeah, usually animals are pretty good about that. Well, I mean, you would think the $20 million cat would for sure be good at that. Yeah. Not get hit by a car. Gosh, that's so sad. Well, speaking of crazy ways spying has been done, I mean, we did that. You talked about this a while back about Operation High Jump, right? No, 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 no. Not Operation. Operation Water the Country. Water the Country. Where they would put robots and birds. Yeah. So, I mean. Birds aren't real. (laughs) Birds aren't real. (laughs) Don't think 
I don't know. We're, uh, oh my! Oh my God! Oh wait! 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 Okay, hang on! Hang on! There was a clip of a girl like holding out a cracker for a pigeon. Okay, and she said, "Take the cracker if you're not part of the government." Take the cracker if you're not part of the government. Yeah. So you see the pigeon coming up to the cracker, and then right when she says that, it turns away. What? <laughs> okay. Well, that's not a good spy. Because <laughs> if a, if he was a really good spy, that pigeon, he would have took the cracker. It's so crazy though the timing of it. The person's like. Handing out the cracker, and she says it, and you see the pigeon going in, and then it just turns away. Wow, pigeons! Birds are can't, you can't trust them. <laughs> you need you, we need new uh, animals out there. Oh my god! Okay, I saw this other thing too. You know how we used to do this a lot, while ago? We used to talk about how certain parts of your body could predict your personality. Yeah. So have you heard of the fingerprints theory? No. So there's a theory that the pattern on your fingerprints could actually tell you your personality. How can you tell based on the fingerprints? So if you look closely at your fingertip, you could actually see that your fingerprints go in like a pattern. And if your fingerprints go in like a loop, it's kind of like a messed up swirl. This means you're actually a really easygoing person and you're the person everybody likes to hang out with. But if you have what they call hill prints, it's like horizontal lines with little bumps on them. This is a sign of the person being very romantic and also very loyal to all their loved ones. So basically date people with those fingerprints. Yeah, but if you have spiral fingerprints, like it goes in a continuous spiral, this actually means you're very hardworking and you're very driven. And these people are usually the most successful people. But if you have prints that are like squiggly lines, like horizontal squiggly lines, this actually means you're very intelligent and very energetic. Well, I guess now everyone's just got to check each other's fingerprints. It's kind of interesting, though, because I never really looked at the pattern of my fingerprints. And when you said that, I was like, how can you tell? But I guess when you really look at it, you can really see the fingerprints really easily. Yeah, because mine kind of goes in like, the loop spiral thing. Does yours do that too? Yeah. It's kind of scary when you really think about it. It's amazing how like little quirky things that you never thought meant anything. I guess there's some some meaning behind these yeah. things. It's kind of crazy because I remember I talked about a long time ago, like the length of your finger, like your first three fingers. Like it depends on if the middle finger is taller than, the, you know, like the index finger. Uh -huh. And it was just like saying a bunch of like different things. And I was like, whoa. It's kind of crazy to think, right? Like the little things. The little things. Okay, so I'm interrupting this episode to thank our sponsor, BetterHelp. So we all know life can get hard sometimes, right? With school, with work, our extra projects we're all doing, and it just gets hectic sometimes. But what's great about BetterHelp is that they have trained therapists to help you figure out and work through these hard times and difficult emotions that you experience. BetterHelp can equip you with coping skills and help you deal with traumatic experiences and so much more. Yeah, and as the world's largest therapy service, BetterHelp has matched 3 million people with professionally licensed and vetted therapists available 100% online. And it's affordable, and all you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and match with a therapist. And if things aren't clicking, you could easily switch to a new therapist anytime. It couldn't be easier. There's no waiting rooms, and there's no traffic. There's no endless searching for the right therapist. To learn more and save 10% off your first month with BetterHelp, all you need to do is go to betterhelp.com nobody. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash nobodies. Let's get back to the podcast. So this week, I also saw this pretty crazy theory. So do you know the Harry Potter theory? Harry Potter? Yeah, so there's a theory that the four houses of Hogwarts, so Gryffindor, Slytherin, Ravenclaw, and Hufflepuff, are all based on the four characters of Narnia. Narnia is the one where they walk through the wardrobe and like it's a whole other world. Yeah, so when you look at the personality traits of the four children in Narnia, they actually match the traits of the four houses of Hogwarts. So if you look at the youngest sibling, Lucy, she represents Hufflepuff because she's always the humble one and the trustworthy one, and she always loves those around her. But if you look at Susan, she represents Ravenclaw, 
Ravenclaw because she's the most intelligent and she's the most skillful out of all the children. I guess when you look at both of them, it does match up. Yeah, then you look at Peter and he's obviously representing Gryffindor because he's the brave one and he's the leader. And he literally wears like a red shirt with a golden lion on it. And then Edmund represents Slytherin because he's kind of like the problematic one and he's always butting heads with Peter and he represents Gryffindor. I don't think it's a coincidence. They all line up individually. It makes sense. Right? It's kind of weird how their personalities... because. It's interesting how much they show each individual personality throughout the Narnia movies. You know what I mean? Like, Lucy is obviously, like, the innocent one, but very loving. Right. I know, like, when you look at Edmund, right? He's yeah. the youngest one? No, like, he's the second youngest. Okay, the, the youngest guy. Youngest yeah, yeah, boy, right? yeah, yeah. I just remember there's a scene where he goes to Mr. Thomas. Doesn't he, like, give him some of those sweet Turkish delights or something? Uh-huh. And he betrays his family, right? Yeah, he totally betrays his family. So it's kind of like Slytherin, right? They're evil. They're not the... They're not the good ones. Right. And it's just funny, right? Because they're always butting heads. Slytherin and Gryffindor, right? Yeah. They're kind of butting heads. Right. And it's like Peter and Edmund. Let me tell you something, though. Edmund really made me mad in those Narnia movies. Or the first Narnia movie. Yeah. Definitely the first Narnia movie. Okay, so it goes Narnia. Let me just get this straight. If I remember this correctly, it goes Narnia. Then it goes Pris Prince Caspian. Or my jumping one. <sighs> Narnia. Narnia, the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe is the first one. Right. Then there's Narnia something. Then Narnia, Prince Caspian. There's another. <laughs> I almost said Narnia, Prisoner of Azkaban. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> I, I hear you. I almost did the same. But anyways, guys, comment if you guys liked Narnia. I know growing up that it was, oh, okay, this is what it is. Oh, oh. Growing up, I'll never forget the Narnia battle of the first movie. That was oh that was gosh. the first, you know what? Endgame. <laughs> Endgame. It's like Narnia, that first battle on, you know, they're both just going like that, you know, coming yeah. at each other. Oh my gosh. It's so funny the similarities. I I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm remembering this right. Like Edmund is like jousting. Doesn't he like joust against the queen? I or, think no, so. no, no. Or was it that big bull? I can't remember. I forgot. Jousting. But he gets hurt, right? And they have to like pour the Lucy pours the medicine on him. Oh yeah. Is he that is this chance. is this the one where Peter goes for Narnia and for Aslan? <laughs> <laughs> I think they might do that in every single movie, <laughs> to be honest with you. Okay, so moving on from that, I think it's time for the scary stuff. The scary story time. The stuff that people watch when they're about to go to bed and they're just like, Yep, not going to sleep now. Yeah, so if you ever find a photo of a random person on the ground, you should never pick it up. Wait, why? So there's this legend of this kid that found a photo on the ground at his school, and it was just a picture of a girl that was smiling and holding up a peace sign. And the kid thought she was super pretty, so he wanted to find out who she was, so he went to go ask his friends if they know this girl, and they all said no. So then he went to go ask his family, and they said no too. Okay. So that night when he got home, he went to bed, but in the middle of the night, someone knocked on his door, so he went to go check who it was, and nobody was there. So he just thought it was a prank and he went back to sleep and the next day he went to school and did the same thing he asked everybody in the school if they knew who this girl was and nobody knew who she was so he went home again and that night he got another knock at the door and this time he brought the picture with him thinking that it was going to be the girl that he was looking for so he opened the door and nobody was there again so he walked out into the street and all of a sudden he got hit by a car what yeah so the driver got out of the car to check on the kid and he noticed the picture in his hand but the girl wasn't holding up a peace sign she was holding up the number three now and he thought, what a pretty girl. I wonder if I know her. Wait, so the photo is changing from two to three, like almost if she's like counting who she's killing. Exactly. But there's also this girl who found her boyfriend's secret camera. So what she did was she waited till he went to work because he worked long hours. And then she opened this camera that he had. It was a really old digital camera. And she started looking through all the pictures. But what she found was like really weird. All she found was pictures of her scarf 
pictures of her keys, pictures of her makeup. Everything was hers, like all these random items. And she didn't know what was going on. And she was debating if she should confront her boyfriend about it or not. Wait, so what was he doing? Okay, so what's crazy is this girl posted this on Reddit, like trying to ask for advice if she should question her boyfriend. Uh -huh. And after that, there was no update. No update, just... So hopefully she's okay. Yeah. So like there was like pictures just of her stuff. Like it was just a scarf hanging on a hook. Uh-huh. Just a makeup box, her keys, her wallet, just random stuff. But there was always two of each thing. So there was two pictures of the scarf, two pictures of the makeup. It was so weird. Is it so he would take like one and then take it right after or would he yeah. go like, oh, okay. He would take one and then another one right after. But what's weird is the camera was hidden in like one of those like cookie tins okay and it was like hidden in the back of like a cabinet so she thought like oh maybe he forgot about the camera but then she found all these photos like he's been using it so all that was on the camera was just her stuff her belongings yeah there was no like nothing else like no nature nothing nothing it was just her stuff that's really bizarre i wonder what his his whole like what was the psychology behind trying to get photos of those things yeah i know like there's some really weird serial killers out there that we've talked about, but there's probably something to the belongings. Like, maybe, but could, could there be a chance that this is just crazy? I'm just going to try to figure out a way to make it make sense where yeah. it's not so bad. Maybe he's just, like, trying to remember things that she likes so that he knows what to buy her. But why take a picture of her keys, then? Maybe he wanted to see, like, if there's a keychain that would look oh, nice. You know, how okay. many, you know? Yeah. As one does. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know anybody that takes pictures of keys. <laughs> but it was just crazy, right? There was no update. Yeah. It's kind of scary. You think if you would write such an absurd, very obscure story that you would at least provide your Reddit users an update. Yeah. Otherwise, people are going to think something happened to you. Because even whose side are you on, right? Leia usually reads that the person has like an update. Right. No update for this one. Maybe an update will be coming. Hopefully. When was the Reddit post posted i forgot the date was it like within the year or is it long I think time it was ago years ago years ago well i guess she's probably not gonna make an update anytime soon <laughs> it's been years all right we interrupt this podcast because this podcast is sponsored by hello fresh with hello fresh you get farm fresh produce and self-portioned meals right to your doorstep so skip trips to the grocery store and use hello fresh because it will bring you the best quality meals to your front door they're the number one meal kit system in the entire world and that's why we use hello fresh i mean you can't beat not going Going to the grocery store to get your meals. I wanted to show this on camera so you guys can see. Basically, each meal will come with instructions, all the ingredients, but it also tells you like what it's supposed to look like. So you can be like, oh, do I want this today or do I want this tomorrow? What am I feeling? And then on the back, it gives you how to pre like prepare it. And like for people like you and I, yeah. we aren't very good cooks, but HelloFresh no. makes us feel like we're master chefs. I mean, it's literally like having a menu and a guide at the same time. And just to give you the exact wording so you guys understand what HelloFresh is, and now you can even upgrade from organic chicken or organic ground beef. HelloFresh pre-portioned ingredients and easy to follow recipes cards means you can get a delicious home-cooked dinner on the table without all the time consuming meal prepping or planning and back to looking at the recipe cards this is the firecracker meatballs and let me tell you guys this is some fire this is really good <laughs> i mean this looks like a michelin star meal like this is yeah. this makes you really look like a chef oh 100 so go to hellofresh.com nobody 65 and use code nobody 65 for 65 percent off plus free shipping that's hellofresh.com slash nobodies and use code nobody 65 for 65 percent off plus free shipping you cannot beat that price Guys, that is a deal man and as always hellofresh it's the number one meal kit in america 
back to the podcast. So what's crazy about this week is with AI growing, chat GPT, robots taking over, Tesla cars doing crazy stuff, robots everywhere, AI is going crazy. And this, what I have here, this article is going to be either very encouraging for some people, I guess, but for other people, this, this should alarm about 99% of everybody. This oh, is going to no. like make your life really question your safety. Are you serious? I already questioned my safety. And now I'm going to have to do it even more. Okay, so this is so crazy. So if you have a Wi-Fi router in your house, you could actually be in huge danger. Doesn't like everybody have a router? Yeah, but what if I told you that people can now hack into your Wi-Fi router and actually use it as a camera and spy on you? Wait, what? So scientists at Carnegie Mellon University were able to use AI and hack into Wi-Fi routers. And you can literally turn them into cameras and see through walls. It can track everybody's body movement every single time a person moves their arm or leg. It sees right through the walls and can track everybody. And this is all just from Wi-Fi signals coming from their Wi-Fi router. Are you serious? So the scientists want to make it even better. Right now it's like 3D rendered models and you can kind of see like the body of the person. But the goal is to make this tool more available for everyone. But this means if someone gets a hold of your Wi-Fi password, this is huge trouble for you. It's honestly so scary how easy it is for people to break into your Wi-Fi. It happens. It yeah. happens so often. I feel like it's happened to us. You think you have secured Wi-Fi, but people can get your IP address. There's so many ways now that people can just tap into your information. Yeah, it's so scary. Speaking of crazy, scary things, do you know the dark origins of the Muffin Man nursery rhyme? No. We all know the nursery rhyme of the Muffin Man, but what if I told you it's one of the most disturbing, darkest, true stories to ever exist? What is it? So apparently the Muffin Man was actually a real-life serial killer during the 1800s, and it was this guy named Frederick Thomas Linwood. And what he would do is he would hide in alleys and wait for kids to get out of school. And when they would get out of the school, he would offer the kids muffins. And when the kids start to grab the muffin and eat it, he would capture them and then kill them. Hang on a second, what? So because so many kids went missing, parents started to make a nursery rhyme to teach kids to stay away from the Muffin Man. And that's why the song goes like the Muffin Man on Drury Lane because that's the alley he would be in. And the parents thought by singing this song, kids would start to realize don't go down that Drury Lane and stay away from the person that sells the muffins. And Linwood was eventually caught and he was actually recorded and documented as the first real serial killer. I will never sing this song again. The Muffin Man is canceled. Yeah, it's safe to say that the Muffin Man should no longer be saying. It should be pulled out of books. Blue's Clues shouldn't be able to sing it anymore. Barney, don't sing it. Coco Melon shouldn't sing it either. I can't believe we used to sing that in like elementary school. I always thought it was like a fun song. I thought it was a fun song too. In Trek, right? Pinocchio, not Pinocchio, Gingy. Yeah. Talk about the Muffin Man. You would think it's happy, but it's just a warning. Yeah, it's a warning to tell kids, avoid the guy that's giving out muffins. Oh my gosh. And ev like, whenever you hear the song, right, it's always like a happy tune. But when you think about it, what if back then they would just sing it in like a probably like a really dark tone? They knew it was so dark that they wanted to try to make it seem more light for the oh. kids. And maybe they would listen to it better if it was... Right. Oh. Okay, so moving on to the crazy theory. I wanted to talk about, go back in time a little bit, talk about Spider-Man No Way Home, and really try to break down something that I, it's been on my mind a lot. And I saw this on Reddit. Gosh, I would love to just go back and just experience that movie for the first time again. Yeah, so there's a crazy Spider-Man No Way Home theory that changes the entire movie. What? So we all remember at the end of No Way Home, Doctor Strange makes a spell that makes everyone in the world forget about Peter Parker. But what if I told you that his spell actually wasn't worded quite correctly? I don't even remember how he said it. So basically, Doctor Strange says, like, I'm casting the spell that everyone that knows you and loves you will forget who you are. Okay. But think about this. It just means for Earth 616. Because remember in Endgame when Carol Danvers meets Peter Parker and 
she obviously sees that he's spider-man and she knows that he's peter parker and we know that carol danvers isn't always on earth and she's traveling the universe also traveling through the multiverse and she was not on earth when doctor strange casted that spell so this is where the theory comes in there's a theory that carol danvers actually still knows who peter parker is and knows that he's spider-man because we know that during spider-man no way home captain marvel is technically in the marvel story now where she's traveling the multiverse so she's not on earth 616 anymore and we also know that toby and andrew spider-man know that peter parker is spider-man because they're also peter parker and they're spider-man and for all the other variants of spider-man out there there's other peter parkers out there knowing that peter parker is the identity of spider-man so technically the spell didn't do much right it's just a band-aid for a short time because with the multiverse many people know peter parker spider-man i totally forgot she was off world and could be traveling the multiverse i could totally see marvel doing a scene like where carol danvers like shows up and she sees spider-man with the mask on and she goes like hey peter how's it going and peter's like wait how does she know who i am tells her like how do you know me and carol goes well we fought together and then peter's like well what about dr strange's spell and she's like what spell like where everyone forgets who i am and then she's like well i was like traveling the multiverse you know like i don't know did it affect me? That would be crazy. I could see that happening in Secret Wars, like, or something like that, you know? Yeah. They gotta have an encounter in Secret Wars. Okay, so moving on, I want to talk about some, like, real-life, crazy, true crime, like, situations. Ooh, true crime. Did you ever see the police call where a girl was captured for 10 years and she was able to call the police for help and they just hung up on her? What? Okay, so I want you to listen to this clip. This is crazy. You need police, fire, or ambulance. I need police. I've been doing that and I've been missing for 10 years. 10 years. Okay, and what's your address? Uh, 2207 Seymour Avenue. Okay, talk to the police when they get there. Okay. Hello? Yeah, talk to the police when they get there. What? Okay, I'm going to wait right now. We're going to stop them as soon as we get a car open. No, I need them now before we get back. I need, okay. I told you they're on the way. Talk to them when they get there, okay? All right, okay. Thank she you. She just, like, hung up on her. Are you serious? She just hung up on her, and that's totally against the law. Like, she could not hang up on someone that's in distress. Wait, so what happened? So the police didn't come, and this story gets even crazier. So listen to this call that the next-door neighbor called to the police. Cleveland 911 police ambulance to fire. Yeah, hey, bro, I'm at 2207 Seymour, West 25th. This broad is trying to break out the house next door to me. She like, this been kidnapped me and my daughter, and we've been in this. She said her name is Linda Berry or some. So basically, the police weren't going to come until the neighbor called again to tell them like this girl's like trying to escape this house and she's calling you guys and you're not doing anything you know what i mean okay that is so upsetting that's crazy so to kind of like get, go back into the story like to understand what happened how did she get there so back in 2004 there was this guy named ariel castro or something like that and he basically captured these three girls and kept them captive in his house so the first lady that castro captured was michelle knight and then a year after he captured her he captured a 17-year-old girl named Amanda Berry. And no one could find Amanda Berry. Everyone was looking for her. The whole world was looking for her. And her mom was so devastated, she went to go to a psychic and ask like, the psychic, like, where's my daughter? Can you help me find her? And the psychic told her, like, I'm sorry, your daughter's dead. She's actually in the water, and I feel like she's dead. So stop looking for her. Take the time to grieve. And she's gone. And the third girl that was taken was named Gina. And it wasn't until 10 years later that Amanda was able to get away and call the police. And what was so weird is when she called the dispatch, she called 911 and she was saying, I'm Amanda Berry. I've been missing for 10 years. 
and the dispatcher didn't know who she was. And that's really crazy because that local town that she was in, it was like the talk of the town. Everyone knew Amanda Berry. So it makes no sense that the dispatcher for 911 didn't know who Amanda Berry was, which is a very huge red flag to me that it doesn't make any sense. That is so sad. So since Amanda is calling this dispatcher, right? And the dispatcher almost treated her as if it was like a joke. Like, oh yeah, you're Amanda Berry. Like either she doesn't know or she's just like really just careless. And it wasn't until the neighbor calls the police for her. She's like describing the situation. Like this girl is trying to break out of her house. You know, she's saying she was captured and the police are like, okay, does she need an ambulance? Like, and they get on it right away. And then sure enough, they show up and they take care of business. But it wasn't until the neighbor called. See, like, that's so ridiculous. Like, you got to take every call seriously. Yeah. So my question to you is, what would you do if one, you were captured for 10 years, you got out, you're, you're slowly getting out, you have the phone, you're calling dispatch and they're like, just saying like, um, yeah, when the car's available, like we'll send you a car. Gosh. I don't even know what I would do. I would be probably freaking out like, okay, this is my opportunity to leave, get out of here, and I'm not being taken seriously. So I have to just try to get out on my own. I have to start busting down the door. No, right. That's what she did. Yeah. Right. But what would you do if like they hung up on you? Would you call back again or what would be your next move? I would probably try to try to find a way out on my own while still trying to call back. And hopefully I get another dispatcher. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. It depends, right? The town's really small. There might just be one dispatcher. Exactly. It's really traumatic. I don't know like what it's like to be in her shoes, but 10 years. Can you imagine being locked away for 10 years? That is unbelievable. Yeah, that's really disgusting. I feel it is really good that you talked about this because it needs to be brought to the light. We need to take things like this more serious. Like you cannot be a dispatcher and do something like that. That is just ridiculous. Yeah. So for everyone out there that's watching this right now or listening to this, if you're thinking about becoming a dispatcher, this is like a good story to remember, like take every call seriously, you know, stay on the line with the person, like yeah. try to get as much detail as possible so you can try to help the police get to the person. Exactly. Because you could be saving a life, literally saving a life. All right. So this next part of the podcast is called Who Side You On, where Leia comes on and talks about a real life story, a real life one. Now, we do talk about some real life stories on the podcast, yeah. but these are like the drama ones. These are the ones where, you know, this is just people like you and I, but except I don't want to say you and I, because we do not act like this. Okay. <laughs> on record, we do not act like this. Whatever the story is, I don't want to say that we're the same, but they are human beings with a brain and a heart with emotions yeah. that wrote this story about their personal life. And we have to figure out if they're wrong or if they're right, or if they're just a psychopath. And sometimes it could get a little toxic. It's toxic. Toxic disclaimer right here. <laughs> and here comes Leia. Ooh, Leia. All right, Leia. Let's get right into the toxic story. <laughs> All right, here we go. Whose side are you on? Is the husband wrong or right? My husband got our girlfriend pregnant without discussing it with me. What? <laughs> oh, my gosh. It brought a sneeze out of me. The, whoa, 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 whoa. So the wife... Well, <laughs> the husband tells the wife, doesn't tell his wife about getting his girlfriend pregnant. Hmm. Wow, that's totally normal. Like, let's just. All right. My husband, 38 male, and I, 30 female, are in an open marriage. We've been married for five years and open for the past two years. Currently, we have a long-term girlfriend, 26 female, that we have both been with just for over a year. I'm also 30 weeks pregnant, and we're all so excited to welcome our daughter into the world soon. Our relationship and time in the bedroom has never been better until the other day when our girlfriend announced her pregnancy to us. I was so surprised. I didn't know she'd been seeing anyone else. After I congratulated her, I asked who was the father. 
and she said that my husband was. This was something that we never talked about at all, so I politely asked her to leave while I discussed this with my husband. Oh my gosh. Awkward. <laughs> Apparently, her seeing me pregnant and so excited convinced her that she was ready for motherhood herself, and she told my husband that she would be stopping her birth control. My husband never told this to me, and neither did our girlfriend. So the entire time we've been together for the past few months, they've been hooking up, which was not part of our arrangement. I'm still his wife, and she's just our girlfriend. I feel so betrayed by my husband to go behind my back like that. They don't understand why I'm mad. They think I should be happy. Edit, we had a written agreement that birth control is to be used with our partners. We even discussed in the same written agreement that any pregnancies would not continue if it were to fail, but that was intentional and non-consensual. Whose side are you on? Well, <laughs> it, to the wife, to the, for the wife, right? Yeah. It's like, bro, if you guys <laughs> had an open arrangement, yeah. Like, that guy could do whatever he wants. Mm -hmm. I mean, it looks like they did have, like, an agreement or whatever. Yeah. But I feel like, I mean, I don't know what it's like to have an open, you know, marriage. But, like, I don't know. I just feel like that can go a lot of ways. <laughs> wait, 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 we got to talk about this part, though. When, uh, it, it's, like, one thing to have a mistake, right? The fact is that the girlfriend said uh, she saw how happy the wife was being pregnant. And yeah. she was like, I want to be pregnant. Yeah, she's like, I'm ready to have a baby. So that is something that they should have brought up. The husband should have said something. Because that baby is going to be raised by that husband Yep. also. Yeah, and the wife. And the wife. Yeah. So that's... Two babies, because she's pregnant too. Yeah, that's a lot of work. That is a lot of work. So, I mean, I think, you know what? I think the girlfriend and the husband's wrong. I should If they already are living together, whatever the arrangement is, you have to bring that up. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? You can't just... Pop it out and be like, whoa, <laughs> yeah, you another just baby. Do it and be like, surprise. Yeah. So, husband and girlfriend, you're wrong. Wrong. Definitely have good communication. <laughs> yeah. Comment if you guys agree. Okay. Seriously, on this, comment if you guys feel we're wrong because I feel that we're not wrong on this because if you're in a relationship open or closed, whatever they call it, right? And you want, you know, that you're going to have another baby in the house and you're going to be responsible for it. And everyone contributes to helping that baby. Yeah. Like, you got to make sure everyone else is on board. You can't just, like, you know, throw that in there. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Whose side are you on? Is the writer wrong or right? Am I wrong for telling my 30 female husband, 34 male, not to come home after comparing me to his mother? <laughs> Never Hi, do that. <laughs> I posted this issue to subreddit and mods to take it down for some reason so i've been told to post a subreddit so here i am first some context my husband and i have been married for three years and we dated for two years before that i was born and raised in the city and my husband grew up in a farm at a countryside his family has a large farm and although we live in the city for work we go to the farm often and try to help his family anyway since i don't want to stay at home and send my husband alone i'm trying to help even though i don't know much about farm things as I said, I grew up in the city. I don't have the slightest knowledge of farm life. I'm still trying to learn, but I can't do some things. For example, when we go out to the field to pick for fruit, I find it difficult to stand because the ground is aimed. I'm constantly slipping and falling, and frankly, I don't want to go into fruit picking because of it. My husband keeps saying that I have to get used to it and that it's not aimed. Or when I fall, he says, you're okay, get up, and laughs at me even though I get hurt. <laughs> I'm not a person who likes to whine. Or I'm not a person who says, I grew up in the city, my nails are going to be chipped, I can't do these things. Really, I'm trying to help from the heart, which I don't have to. My husband has recently started comparing me to his mother. 
He says things like, my mom is doing this. You should be able to do it too. Or look how good my mom is doing. You can't do it. I've been joking about it for a long time, but my heart is breaking at this point. Today we were talking in the car on our way to help out on the farm. And he said, my mom and I are not happy with what you're doing. Get better or don't come at all. So I briefly told him to pull over. And as I got off, I told him to stay on the farm with his mother, that I don't have to do these chores, that it's not my career and not to come home. He has left me on the side of the road. What? Oh my gosh, another one of these. And now he's texting me saying that I'm rude and that's how he grew up. And to not come home? Come on. Whose side are you on? Well, I mean... Okay, we already know to not leave somebody on the side of the road, like, that's not safe. Yeah, that is just, <laughs> so just red let's flag. Just make a point. <laughs> end game. Yeah. Uh, well, not... I'm not on the boyfriend's side or the husband's side or whatever the guy What yeah. is he? Husband? Yeah, because the fact that he keeps comparing his girlfriend to his mother, like, that's not okay. Like, you shouldn't compare your girlfriend to anybody. That's like psycho place. manipulation. And then he's, he's like, putting her down, too, because he's saying, like, you can't do this. But, like, here, here's my mother, and, like, she can do all of this. Like, well, you should marry her. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you're going to keep saying. Find something then that, like, your girlfriend wants to, like, do and that she's good at and, you know, she can make herself useful. Because, like, she wants to help. She said she willingly has the heart to help. Uh-huh. Like, don't just just shame her like that and belittle her. Yeah. Rude. Boyfriend, you're wrong. Wrong. Get out. And do girlfriend, better. get out of that relationship. <laughs> Thank you, Leia. <laughs> Comment if you guys feel like who's right and who's wrong on that. I think it's pretty clear, though. I think those two were very clear. Sometimes, you know, there's a, like a little fine line where we have to figure out who's on the right and who's on the wrong. But I think it's pretty clear. All right, everybody, if you made it this far in the podcast, thank you so much for listening and watching. We really appreciate you guys. So make sure you hit the like button and subscribe button if you're new to the channel. Hey, if this video gets 3.5K likes or three, no, we'll do 3,000 likes. 3, we'll give away one of these hot toys to you guys. We do a bunch of giveaways on Instagram. We've done like four or five already. Yeah. So make sure you guys check out our socials, TikTok, Instagram, Spotify, <laughs> Apple Podcasts. Yes, make sure you listen to the podcast. Yeah, listen to the podcast. Sometimes if you're like driving, doing homework, you can just put it in your pocket, put it on your AirPod, AirPods. Yep. Echo's going to call it Air, AirBuds. AirBuds. <laughs> they should make AirBuds. AirBuds. <gasps> okay, you know that company, Mischief, that does all like the big Fruit Loop or like stupid stuff like that? Yeah. They should do AirBuds and the little Golden Retrievers. Oh, yeah, they right? should. Air Buds. Oh, my gosh. Do you know what they made recently? What? They did a cologne that smells like WD-40. Oh, I know. I saw that. Casey and I sat did a video on it. Oh, my gosh. Well, guys, we'll see you guys tomorrow on TikTok, and we'll see you guys next Saturday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. We'll Make sure you listen. Follow on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And we'll see you on the TikTok. God bless you guys. See ya. Love you.